Welcome back to Ravens Recap. All right, since we've last recorded, the 2021 schedule has been released. We've got all the dates set for the Ravens games and the regular season coming up, including that new 17th game, which we will get to talking about. Uh, But man, guys, this is an exciting time of the year. Like We can start looking towards the fall and seeing when the games are going to be, what's the games that we really want to circle on the schedule and just start making plans already, right? (laughs) I mean, shoot, I was looking at buying tickets to the Kansas City game. I saw that they're actually not nearly as expensive as they normally are for that kind of game, prime time and everything. So uh, I'm ready to buy. Yeah, I think there's a lot of optimism around the country right now, you know, especially with uh, vaccinations looking pretty good and, you know, states moving closer to reopening. There's a lot of just positive signs and, you know, the NFL schedule coming out, I think, couldn't have come at a better time. You know, a lot of optimism in the air, I think. And it's it's definitely a lot different than it was last year around this time where we weren't even sure if we were going to have a season, um, let alone any game. So, uh, so yeah, it's it's exciting. I'm excited to talk about it. We're going to skip talking about the preseason because, well, it's the preseason. And there's only three of them this year. We play Washington football team. Hopefully we keep our, like, what is it, 17, some ridiculous undefeated streak. It's like five years in a row. So uh, that'd be cool. But let's just get started. The Ravens start off Monday night football week one uh, against the Las Vegas Raiders. It's at their new stadium. People are really excited to see that. And uh, I'm excited to have another huge win. As we've seen the last couple of years, the Ravens like beat down on their week one opponent. And I don't think it's going to be any different against these Raiders. Yeah, I mean, this game is probably really going to come down to just the fact that the Raiders' defense is going to have no answer for the Ravens' offense. I can remember we were watching that game. uh, It was a Saturday night game last year late in the season where the Dolphins just were able to pull off that late comeback because the Raiders just had no answer on defense, weren't even trying, couldn't stop Fitzmagic. So uh, unless I'm mistaken, I don't think the Raiders made any huge changes in the offseason to their defense, not not really bringing in terribly many guys of of note. I mean, yes, they have Ngakwe now. Ravens fans are all going to be shaking in their boots that Ngakwe is now on the opposing sideline. But yeah, I think that you know, I know there's going to be a lot of excitement in Vegas for the Raiders opening the game there. Uh, tickets prices are through the roof for the first game in that stadium with fans, but should be the Ravens should be the ones uh, getting that victory. Well, I guess we'll go to week two where the NFL screwed us yet again with a very early, at least it's at home, game against Kansas City. It's prime time again, so back to back prime time games for the Ravens, uh, which is kind of also disappointing because it'll be a short week off Monday night to a Sunday night game. As we alluded to, you know, this Kansas City game is uh, probably one of the most anticipated games of the season, and I don't know why we have it so early. It'd be much cooler if seeding had kind of started to play out, and uh, this game was in November or December. Yeah, I have no idea why they couldn't have swapped it with, like, the Bears game, Packers game, like, one of the divisional games, like, could have been nice, too. Yeah, it's just confusing. I, I don't understand why the... NFL wants to see that every year. I mean, maybe they just want the Ravens to be one and one at this point. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, I know the the Chiefs kind of have our number at, at this point. So, you know, it's 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 going to be hard to say that the Ravens are definitely going to come away with a win here. But yeah, it's certainly confusing. It, you know, I, I much prefer was it that 2018 game that we had against the Chiefs? That was later in the season, maybe week 10, week 11. 
Yeah, it was late. It was. Uh, I remember I was in New York because I think we were there for the holidays. So I think it was in December. It may have been December game. Yeah, yeah. Much much rather prefer a game like that than a week two or week three snooze fest. But it is what it is. It's what the schedule says. So we, they just got to play it. Yeah, and you look at these two teams, and the, the matchup's going to be better for these guys if the weather's cold. You know, that's going to make it more balanced between these two teams uh it's gonna make it harder for the chiefs to throw the ball make it easier for the ravens to run the ball and that would yeah like i said the most exciting matchup so far uh with lamar jackson under center with these two teams was like you guys said the later game so no idea why the nfl did that but if the ravens win that game i guess we'll we won't be complaining too much i think it is interesting you bring up a good point that by having it earlier in the season, it kind of does play the Kansas City strengths, whereas later in the season, it plays the Ravens' strengths. If anything, if we lose the game, it might be one of those things where we're like, well, if we see you again later, we'll be uh, kicking in all gear. And if we win the game, we'll be like, sheesh, you didn't even have the weather advantage. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's hard to you know postulate what these teams are going to look like um, going into a season that hasn't even started yet. But just looking at the rosters, knowing the continuity that we have, uh, I think it's easy to assume that both of these teams will be top contenders and in the playoffs. I think the real question about this game is, are Ravens fans going to remember that uh, Orlando Brown Jr. is now on the Chiefs? You know, because we, we can't be hearing that Zeus chant when he's coming back into M&T Bank for the first game back since he's been traded. <laughs> it's got to take a little bit of time for that wound to heal before we could do that. <laughs> I hope Odafe Owe warms up fast gets into the defensive scheme early and is able to uh, generate a sack against him. I think it'd be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So after the Ravens get the excitement of kicking off the season in the new Vegas stadium and then uh, going to the chiefs, the schedule takes a little bit of a snoozer uh, as the Ravens will travel to Detroit to take on the new lions led by system quarterback extraordinaire, Jared Goff. <laughs> and this is a game I think don't think that scares anyone on the uh, of the Ravens fans looking at the schedule. Uh, I personally work with a Detroit Lions fan, and yeah, I, I don't think there's any hope uh, in his mind for the Lions this year. But you never know; this could they could be working on something here. We'll have to see. I think something that'll be interesting here will be uh, DeAndre Swift against the Ravens rushing defense swift had some games last year where he uh really produced well showed some promise um that could be interesting from that perspective and uh how can we forget about revenge game here for the the lions new number one receiver the x factor brashad perryman on his fifth team now is this team number five for perryman that sounds right yep <laughs> yeah so the the lions receiving core It'll be really interesting what happens with them because you look at at their roster right now and it's it's a it's a huge cast of characters that you've heard of guys from other places. You got Geronimo Allison there. You got you got Tyrell Williams there too. Yeah, the Lions are a big question mark. Yeah, I think the the block of these two games at Lions and then the next week um, at Denver Broncos. Um, overall, not too, not a too bad back to back away games. I think for the Ravens to draw. I take a positive away from this is between these two games and the Raiders game. I think they're getting a lot of their travel out early. It looks like after the bye week, the furthest that they have to travel would be Miami. Um, other than that, they have a few games uh, with all the divisional opponents and then at Bears. So those trips are pretty uh, 
pretty manageable, I think. But uh, yeah, in, in terms of drawing opponents early, I mean, I guess it's always good to have you know the opponents who you think it, you know you'll probably easily beat, <laughs> have them early, be able to rack up those wins. As far as the two, I mean, I guess I'd probably be a little bit more worried about the Broncos just because historically, you know, they have a, a better defense, um, usually a better team going around than the Lions. But uh, but yeah, we'll have to see. Um, you know, if, uh, if if the rumors about Aaron Rodgers or if any of those are true and he might have a chance to be traded to a different team, you know, that game could be a lot more interesting uh, versus the Packers game later in the season. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Denver Broncos are definitely a sneaky good team. I think, you know, their quarterback situation is what's holding them back from potentially being one of the kind of surprise dark horse playoff candidates of this year's season. You can see there's a lot of talent on both sides of the ball, uh, particularly their defense, like you mentioned, Chris. So I don't want to sleep on this game. You have a lot of good wide receivers there. Cortland Sun's coming back and looking healthy so far. And I think there's definitely a, a possibility. They also drafted, I believe, a a new running back um, to compete and maybe even take over if uh, Melvin Gordon gets penalized by the league for his misconduct outside the the game. So I think this is a game to look out for. It'd be really cool to go to. Always wanted to go to Mile High. It'd be like kind of good weather still probably in in early October. Uh, Definitely an intriguing option, but uh, I don't know. I doubt it. (laughs) (laughs) One can dream. Yeah, I would say that's a that's a bucket list though. I would love to see a game there or at the the Rocky Stadium. I've, I've walked around that area a couple of years ago. It's a really nice uh, area for sports, but uh, no game when I was in town there. The Ravens return to prime time. Another Monday night game, which by the way, as a as people do podcasts, like they're the worst. I hate Monday night games. <laughs> it makes it so much more difficult for us to like record and, and do everything because we normally record on Mondays. So, anyways. Uh, here we go. Indianapolis Colts at home. Uh, so that's probably a pretty cool game. Uh, we get to see Carson Wentz, uh, the return of the deep ball, as T.Y. Hilton called it today. And we'll see how that plays out. Um, it'll be a good test, I think, for them to kind of see how their early season's going, try to get an upset against the Ravens and and produce. Yeah, it's a, it's an intriguing game. Um, if you look at it, it, you really have to wonder how much of Carson Wentz's struggles in the past couple of seasons were... Uh, the system they're running with the Eagles. I mean, he didn't really have a huge amount of help. Um, at the same time, you look at what was going on with his mechanics, and he wasn't really helping himself either. But uh, maybe a change of scenery, and especially getting back with Frank Reich, can add some juice back to him. And yeah, they've got a lot of young receivers there, as well as T.Y. Hilton still there, for that to be a, a sneaky good offense this year. So uh, that could actually be a better matchup than um, we might be thinking right now as the season goes along and uh, the Colts gel a bit. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, the the game against the Colts last year, I thought was a, a huge game for the Ravens. Um, you know, a, a definite tough game on the schedule. Um, their defense, they've really been putting together a really good defense the last couple of years, which is, you know, a little, a little strange given the Colts' history because, you know, typically they go in with not usually investing a whole lot on the defensive side of the ball. But, yeah, last year was pretty strong, and I think with, you know, their draft this year, uh, with some of the guys they got, including Pay, I think they just added already uh, to a, uh, a pretty stacked defense. So I think it's going to be a great matchup. I love the week five because, like, you get all the September 
football out of the way. You get all those early games out, everything, and it feels like week five. That's kind of like the earliest for like all the good matchups. When you usually think about them, it's like they're going to be in the tail end of the season. But um, October is always a good time too. I do think uh, you know Ty talked about the return of the deep ball. One thing's for sure: the QB sneak is back on the table uh, for their starting quarterback. <laughs> so you know, maybe at the goal line they'll have a technique that's not just uh, smash Jonathan Taylor into the line and hope for the best. Um, <laughs> you know, and I, I think that brings up a good point as well, Chris. That you know, this is a good matchup. It could be a really good game. Uh, I'm sure you guys have seen the tweets if you're on Twitter that the Ravens have like the second hardest schedule adjusted. Uh, from last year's records or if you do like projections like a third you know that's uh, you know whoever's doing the projections kind of comes up with that but as you just go off last year uh they're just behind the Steelers as far as like difficulty of schedule I think that's just because of the divisions we pulled this year they're strong divisions uh plus the fact that the the two seeds in a lot of these AFC divisions are are, are good teams solid contenders uh it's not like there's a huge fall off from the tier one that uh Pittsburgh's playing yeah, no, definitely. I agree. The AFC is looks very stacked at the moment, and it's going to be a big battle for the Ravens to jockey for position to get uh, a good seed in the playoffs. So, I mean, we're, even we're talking just about week five right here, but this matchup against the Colts, this could end up having big playoff implications down the road for this season. And then the next week they play another contender in the Los Angeles Chargers. We saw what they were able to do last year with the rookie, uh, Justin Herbert. And they added to their offensive line to give them extra protection. And uh, Eckler should be maybe available all year and not getting hurt. They also have a a defensive uh, unit that can be intimidating. So I think that's another difficult matchup, uh, luckily at home. And we'll see what happens. But, I mean, looking at it, we have like basically one truly dud game, maybe two, um, where you're like, oh, that's a that's a slam dunk win. Everything else is like it should be a win, but you know you don't know for sure. And then you have, of course, the Chiefs where it's like extra intimidating. But lots of just like solid matchups. The Ravens are going to have to earn every win this year uh, to get to a good um, record. And we aren't even talking about divisional games. Uh, arguably, the Ravens are in the best division in the league. <laughs> so uh, you know this is going to be a, a interesting year, and we might be beating up on each other and. Uh, 11 wins might actually do it, so to speak, for uh, winning the division just because of how difficult it's going to be. Yes, definitely. I mean, uh, obviously, Cleveland is no longer a joke. I mean, as long as they come into the season with the right mentality, they've got the talent to uh, really give a run at the division title this year. Pittsburgh, same thing. <laughs> They've got the talent. It's going to depend on their mentality throughout the entire season, as we saw that they checked out after week 11 last year. Um, and then who knows with the Bengals? I mean, if Joe Burrow comes back healthy and T. Higgins comes back healthy. That offense uh, made a, a pretty big splash uh, if you grade on the curve of that Burrow was a rookie last year. Um, so... Yeah, Cincinnati could be a little bit of a dark horse to probably not going to threaten for playoffs, but could cause some uh, games to be harder and maybe they steal a a game or two from uh, one of the big three in the division. So, uh, yeah, totally agree that the AFC North this year is going to be a dogfight and it's going to be one of the best divisions to watch. Yeah, and speaking of that, so uh, 
while we're talking about the Bengals, I figure we'll go into the next week. So uh, another game at home. So that's three in a row for those of you who are counting. Bengals are coming to M&T Bank Stadium. So, um, and it looks like that is the game before the bye week on week eight. So I think that's that's going to be the interesting thing is just like where the bye week pl- placement is given the 17 game schedule. Week eight, it's it, it seems like ordinarily w- wouldn't be a bad week to put it there, but um, it certainly seems like you know, because of that extra game, the uh, second half of the schedule is a lot more intimidating than it usually is. Yeah, you look at that, and it's 10 games after after the bye week, and maybe it's just because it's a new schedule. I can't recall if the Ravens have ever had that many games after the bye week before or not, but uh, it looks like a lot. And, you know, we talked about how, with the exception of the Chiefs game, the a lot of these games look pretty manageable in the first half. Uh, the second half of the season, you got a lot of matchups that are going to be difficult, a lot of tough places to play on the road, both weather-wise and crowd-wise, because now the crowd's going to be uh, back as a variable to look at this year. I think it's going to be interesting. Uh, we talked a little bit about this before the show to see if the Ravens or some other teams will take some time to to rest some players uh at certain points during the season when you're looking at games that uh might not be as competitive so like let's take a look at the Ravens schedule so you got Cincinnati right before the bye week we talked about how Cincinnati could be a sneaky game but the Ravens usually don't have terribly much trouble with Cincinnati as evident by that huge blowout (laughs) at the end of last year do the Ravens rest some of the vets against Cincinnati or do you rest some uh, at the beginning of the second half of the season against Minnesota, a game that, you know, Minnesota is kind of a wild card. They could be, they could be pretty good or they could be pretty bad. Uh, so I don't know if that's what teams are going to do, but I think it's something to watch out for. I don't think you're going to see Lamar sitting. Uh, obviously, I think it's one of those things where 17 games, snap management becomes even more key. You're going to definitely want to make sure you don't burn out your guys like for instance defensive linemen you don't want them to burn out uh, as the season goes along give them too many snaps so the Rams have been really good about that particularly on defense and um, we have a very big stable of playable wide receivers so I could see them kind of coming through uh, tight ends is an interesting group this year so and of course with the running backs we have two exceptional options so you know you could see stat management being a theme this year that might be a little different than normal and just trying to make sure you distribute the load amongst players a little bit more than normal. If the Ravens get to a huge lead and you know, they're up by three touchdowns in the late third, that's a time for some backups to start coming in. Maybe, you know, do some different packages, play more rookies, play more younger guys. I could see that for sure. So after the bye, we have yet another home game. So it's four home games in a row split up by a bye. Definitely uh, an opportunity for us to get sick and tired of going M&T. No, <laughs> we never get sick of that, particularly after last year. But uh, yeah, I think Minnesota Vikings are an interesting team this year. They're definitely in just an odd spot, right? I think they kind of underperformed last year, and maybe people are writing them off a little bit more than they should. They're always going to be a, an interesting team. They have enough talent there to be competitive. So definitely an interesting game that I look forward to. And a unique matchup, because we don't get to play them often. Yeah, that's true. Although I will say, uh, whenever this matchup does happen between these two teams, it's a lot of purple. A little hard to watch, but... 
Uh, but as far as the actual game is concerned, uh, yeah, I think it's it's an interesting matchup, and it, this one could turn out to be a little bit of a of a shootout here because you got on the on the Viking side, you got uh, Adam Thielen is still there, and Justin Jefferson had a huge huge season uh, last year. Sure, the Vikings are expecting big things from him. Kirk Cousins can air it out, even though he's not really. I wouldn't say he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And Dalvin Cook, if he's healthy, can give the Ravens' rush defense uh, some issues. And then the Vikings secondary struggled a little bit last year, but they've got uh, some some guys back there. Xavier Woods is there. Um, Patrick Peterson, uh, who will be rocking the number at seven, taking advantage of the new rule. He's over there in Minnesota now. So, and. We'll see if we get the return of um, of Michael Pierce from the COVID list. He might be making his debut this year for the for the Vikings. Oh, that's right. So he'll be. Ravens will have to make sure they can get some big holes, big uh, <laughs> big push up up there for make holes for for Dobbins and, and Gus against Pierce. Yeah, it's a good point. Um, given the last couple of games here, even though they were before the bye week, um, there's a number of matchups here against some offenses that have a lot of good weapons. Um, so it's definitely crucial that our corners stay healthy uh, throughout this section of the, the season because uh, otherwise it's, it's going to be a hard game. I'd argue that uh, I'm just looking at it. It's kind of interesting to me that the Ravens seem to play a lot of quality running backs too in this stretch. You've got Dalvin Cook, obviously, Mixon, Jonathan Taylor. Uh, we talked about Swift on the ascendancy. We'll see if Clyde's Edward Elair is able to produce and of course the Raiders actually now have two pretty darn good backs with Jacobs and Drake so and then you look at the back half you got you know the return of Chubb and uh, Aaron Jones and I mean it's like a lot of good running backs too so we'll definitely know yeah. what this Ravens run defense is like by that time in the year gosh yeah I didn't even think about that but yeah you also got uh Cam Akers too with the Rams and uh Najee Harris right first round pick for Pittsburgh yeah, true mm-hmm. yep Yep. You can say that the worst running back matchup they have is is Chicago. I was going to say Miami, but I think Chicago's close. Yeah, I mean David Montgomery, uh he actually he finally came came along last year at the end. Um yeah, Miami is interesting. Uh I don't know what their running back situation is going to be cuz of uh how much they're going to run Gaskin. I think they're trying to replace Gaskin. It's just a matter of how. Right. Okay, so yeah, so Miami's probably the only uh, matchup you look at and you're just like, yeah, that's that one the the Ravens don't really have to worry too much about. But yeah, the yeah, the Monstars are going to be tested up front and uh yeah, we're going to see how Patrick Queen and Malik Harrison do year 2 against the run. Uh they're going to get uh tested big time. Uh so speaking of Miles Gaskin and the Ravens uh break from playing uh big running back matchups. The Ravens will then have Thursday night game at Miami, uh, a game we've seen. The the Ravens have played the Dolphins at least once on Thursday night football. That was the, uh, like, what was that, a 40-0 to zero laugher where Jensen had to had to protect Flacco from Kiko's, Kiko's hit on his head. Oh, was that was that the Thursday night game? I'm almost positive that was a thurs, Thursday nighter. Oh, man. October 26, 2017 was a was a Thursday. Yep, Thursday night game. Yeah, the Ravens get a gift of a Thursday night game. Long rest to go and play the Chicago Bears. Um, 
Thanks, thanks, schedule people. I, I tell you, I think they could do a better job with this whole, you know, coming off long breaks, try to sync them up, you know, with other teams. <laughs> like, it's kind of ridiculous that we play like a short week against the Chiefs, which is like one of the hardest matchups already. And then like gives a bunch of time against the Bears who might be having a, a rookie play for him, which I think he's going to be a good rookie. I think I'm excited to see Fields if that's the case against the Ravens. But yeah, it's just one of those things where this this kind of stretch after the bye kind of starts off maybe um, with some more of those games the Ravens can try to stack some wins because as we'll get to, the last couple of games are just brutal for the Ravens. Yeah, I will say though, um, despite the fact that the matchup might be pretty big in the Ravens' favor at Chicago, no, late November in Chicago can get really chilly. I've been there <laughs> before and it can snow and that uh, that wind coming off the lake, that could be uh, pose some trouble for the Ravens, but I think that'll be an interesting and a good test for the playoffs. Get them in a in a good weather environment to to be ready for those later games. Speaking of the weather environment, so all of the games now from the Bears games on, none of them none of them are played indoors, and a lot of they're, you're going to have M and T Bank, you're going to have Heinz Field, you're going to have First Energy Stadium. All of these are like probably some of the worst stadiums to play in in this time of year. So, wow. Yeah, it's, it's just another extra layer for the Ravens of uh, the difficulty of this year's schedule. They're really going to have to bring their A game and, and hope that uh, the weather's not against them like it was at sometimes the uh, <laughs> previous few years. Yeah, it's going to be quite the, s- the slog fest. Let's talk about it. I almost want to just group these games together because it's just obnoxious. You got the Browns <laughs> at home away at the Steelers, and then away at Cleveland, who is coming off a bye. So basically, they play us back-to-back in their minds. Preposterous. I, again, I don't understand how that even happens in scheduling, but that's what we get. And again, gets a good team. It's like, come on. So, like, I, I, I'm, I'm a little annoyed. But yeah, so Browns, Pittsburgh, Browns. Two of them are away. This is where the division gets decided, in my opinion. Yeah, I, this is the stretch that is really going to determine what we're going to see from the Ravens going forward. Uh, how they get through this three-game stretch is, is like you said, yeah, it's it's going to, someone's going to come out of this with an advantage for the division, and then the other two teams are going to have to figure out how are they going to stay alive in the, in the wildcard race. Um I agree that it's really weird whenever they do this in a schedule where you, you play the same team twice in three weeks, but that's what they've got here. And the Ravens are just going to have to figure out how to get ready to play Cleveland a second time after what's going to be a, a, likely a very physical matchup with Pittsburgh. Can you imagine if the game on the, I guess the first uh, game at home against the Browns, if that game is so good that the NFL decides to flex the game <laughs> two weeks later to the APM <laughs> slot? <laughs> oh my gosh Gosh, who would have thought man a couple of years ago that these ravens brown matchups were uh gonna be this good um no, certainly, certainly not yeah i certainly didn't either but uh if i remember correctly when we were doing the schedule preview show last year i was questioning why the nfl put the browns ravens game on monday night football <laughs> <laughs> i i don't know man i think you might have and that's uh that's pretty funny but yeah, I mean, we didn't talk about it. This uh, Cleveland game is prime time, the first one on Sunday night. I don't think they would make two games prime time Sunday night for uh, 
<laughs> Cleveland and Ravens. I think people might get a little sick of it unless uh, there's another epic, like, you know, poop break or something crazy against the Cleveland Browns in the first one. I think if they're going to flex anything for the Ravens in the back half of the season, I think the last game of the year is going to be the one that they do it for. But yeah, this, this is just ridiculous. Like, like we talked about, the Browns are a good team. Uh, some people think they're going to win the division. I think they're, they're a little nuts, but uh, maybe I'm a little biased. Purple tinge glasses here. But the the Steelers, you know, again, we don't play them until week 13. So they'll have had some time to figure themselves out or maybe fall asleep like they did last year and it'll be two easy wins. <laughs> but I, I don't like playing the Steelers this late. I think I almost rather get them early personally, but maybe that's a, I mean, maybe we're just overanalyzing it. I mean, I think it depends on what you're, what you look at from like either a, a standings st- standpoint or an excitement standpoint, like, cause I, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I do feel like if when the Ravens get the Steelers, like in September, I feel like the Ravens have a winning record in that, the game. And I don't even think it's close. Like I'm thinking, gosh, 2011, the Ravens won really big against the Steelers in week one. And then there was 2015, they beat them. Monday night football, even though that was a terrible season. Um, and uh, what was the year that Flacco had the touchdown pass to Hushman Zada? I think that was 2010. That was a September game as well. But yep. the, the games, though, are usually more exciting when it is cold and it's later in the season. These teams are a little beat up. They have a better idea of their identities. Uh, so... Yeah, I I like it from the standpoint that I look at these games are both in uh, the cold weather months. I think they'll be it's a better shot for them being classic Raven Steelers games. But yeah, I, I agree. I think if you get one of those Steelers games earlier in the season, it's more likely that the Ravens uh, steal one from them. Right. If anything, actually, you know, uh, all that history aside, you know, if we're looking at just the 2021 season, I I, I feel like I almost kind of like them later in, in the season anyway. Um, because of uh, Roethlisberger's age and just some of his injuries, of like you get him early in the season when he's all rested, just coming out of training camp, like you know he probably won't be too bad. But um, the real question is, can his body last until week eighteen or week nineteen um, when we play him in the last game of the season? Will he even play? I, I don't know. Yeah, that's a brutal stretch, and it doesn't really get much better unless uh, Aaron Rodgers gets traded away. Green Bay, one o'clock game on a Sunday. At home, at least, so that's uh, that's nice. Don't have to go to Lambeau, but uh, you know that's potentially going to be a very, very good game. I mean, the the Packers were one of the best teams in the NFC last year. Uh, we know that their offense can really hum, and they just force feed Adams, and they also were able to pick up a uh, actually uh, Amari Rogers went there, so they have uh, potentially maybe a new number two in town, and the defense is solid. I think this is a matchup worth looking at. Yeah, I feel like the Ravens and the Packers have historically matched up pretty well. Um, the number of games, I think 2012 or 2013, I thought we had a good game against them. And then a few years later, um, I guess I could think about it. It would be 2017 would be four years ago. And then 20, 2013, I guess, would have been the other game against the Packers um, if we're doing every four years. I think it'll be pretty good. Again, yeah, it's the real the real question mark is is Rogers going to be there because if he is, I think it's a it's a a, a totally different game than if he's not. Um, regardless of of how the rest of the Packers roster shapes out, regardless, it's there's going to be a lot of weapons to be able to defend, and 
And their defense is really good too. We'll have a familiar face and Zedaria Smith and and the rest of those guys on defense uh, coming back to town. And uh, they're no slouches. Um, so yeah, it, sh- it should be a good matchup regardless. So after the matchup against Green Bay, the Ravens get what will probably be the breather game during this last uh, seven game stretch over to Cincinnati. Again, we talked about how the Cincinnati offense, particularly through the air, although Joe Mixon is still there too, uh, will has a shot to be something that the, the Ravens will have to contend with. But when you compare it with everything else in that slate, that's likely going to be uh, the breather game. Yeah, can we talk about something else non-football related for a second? All right, so if this game's on the 26th, that means Christmas is on the 25th. That's like the worst day to have Christmas because some people don't even get Friday off. Like if you want, <laughs> like if you get Friday off for Christmas Eve, that's great. That's awesome. Um, but if you don't, like, man, you got to work the whole week and then have Christmas on the weekend and like some people have to go back on work on Monday. Like, come on. That's crazy. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting week of football too because I imagine they'll have a Thursday night game It'll be Saturday games because of Christmas, and then Sunday, of course, and Monday. So it'll be a jam-packed week. All the football, which we can never have too much of. No, sir. This is going to be nice. I mean, the Bengals, man, this lay in the year are going to be pretty interesting. They'll probably know their fate. They'll know that they're out of it. Maybe they'll uh, start getting experimental and uh, really help us out and make it such that we don't have to even worry about being away and make it almost like uh, four straight home games at the end of the year. If anyone was curious, apparently the Christmas matchups we get are Browns at Packers and Colts at Cardinals. Interesting. Start planning your DFS cards accordingly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Talking about DFS this early for week 16. Ridiculous. But man, I tell you, it, it's wild looking at the schedule. It still irks me. Like it's not going to be even amount of games. I know the players would hate it, but I kind of want it to be 18 games already just because like I, I like even numbers. I don't like this fact that like the schedule or uh, the records are going to be all these weird numbers. I guess we'll get used to it. But uh, yeah, I mean, week 16, you're like, oh, we're about to be done. But nope, two more games. So week 17 against the LA Rams at home. Uh, this is the game that they basically got added that wouldn't have been played otherwise in the normal 16 game year. This is an interesting matchup with... Um, Matthew Stafford now on the Rams. You know all the offensive weapons they have at wide receiver. And, of course, like Peter alluded to with Cam Akers, this could be an offense that could really put up some points. And the defense, as we know, is also high quality uh, and having maybe one of the best defensive players in the league in uh, Darnold on that side of the ball. So this is going to be a game that I think might be underrated, might be have people sleeping on it. This could be a difficult matchup for the Ravens. Yeah, and I think you especially look at this game late in the season. Um Ravens are prepping for the playoffs. The Rams probably will as well. Uh, that defense has still got a lot of the players from last year that made them one of the toughest to play with against. And uh, they've got some new weapons on offense, but that should still be a pretty potent offense. Um, so that's going to be a physical game. And the Ravens, you know, you they might be looking ahead a bit to the fact that the game against Pittsburgh the following week could be uh, deciding the division. So, it's very, very interesting final two games of the season that you could look at it two ways. You could look at it and be like, man, the NFL really screwed the Ravens over with putting both those back-to-back there. But at the same time, um, I think that you look at an ending to the schedule like that, if the, if the Ravens and the Rams and the Steelers all play out as we think they will this year, um, that's going to prep the Ravens really well for uh, for the postseason, having, playing those teams. You're right. It's kind of a 
postseason light to end the season. As we alluded to, the Ravens end the year at home against the Pittsburgh Steelers. This is a, a game that could have very big playoff implications. Everyone's going to count this year for sure with the difficulty of schedule that we're talking about. So interesting to see how this game plays out. Definitely will be a packed house at MT. Yeah, that's probably one of the few benefits to go into this uh, 17-game season is that it looks like we do have an extra uh, home game at MNC this year. All the more opportunities if anybody wants to get tickets to go to see a game if they haven't been before or if, if they have and they just want to go to see more uh, football. Definitely uh, take the opportunity if you want it. I guess that means next year we don't have it. I don't know how this works. I haven't looked into it. I've been meaning to. Does every AFC team have nine home games and every NFC have eight? Like... That's the only way that seems fair. But knowing that the NFL, it's probably not like that. I think that is how it is, actually. I think it's uh, the home okay. games go to each conference, and they swip, flip-flop. Uh, we can look it up the rule quickly. That's the only way it would be fair. It has to be that way, in my opinion. But like I said, the, the NFL can't be trusted. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, all of the away teams are NFC. So home teams are AFC. Okay. The NFL does something right. And the formula is something like, what is it like? The division, some game from the division that of the opposite conference that you would have played two seasons prior, and then I don't know how they pick which team you play. It's probably based on seeding too. So like, I imagine the Rams were second in their division last year. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Because they're yeah. So their article I'm reading is explicitly using the example of the Saints are facing the Titans because they both finished first in their division last year. Uh, that that makes sense. Yeah, so actually, that actually makes a lot of sense um, if you're going to do it that way. I don't know. I, Agreed. I agree that the um, we're going to have some funky records at the end of the year, some numbers that probably aren't going to look as pretty as the numbers that we are used to these teams having. But I do think it's a good idea to try and get some more interconference games because – like we said, we're looking forward to Ravens Vikings this year because you know the Ravens and Vikings have had some memorable matchups through the years, but they only get to play every four years, and you know sometimes in that time period you can uh, you know some players in some teams are are together for such a quick time you could lose an opportunity to see a really really good matchup because it just doesn't fall within there or you know let's just say that. Dalvin Cook doesn't get to play in the game this year because uh, of an injury or, or whatever reason, then the Ravens may never, you never may see a game of, of Dalvin Cook going against the Ravens rushing defense because um, his, he could be, uh, his career could be all washed up by the ne- time the next four years rush, rush around. Mm-hmm. That's a really good point. All right, let's do our way too early predictions, guys. I just went through the whole year. I'm giving the Ravens uh, a minimum win of 12. I know that sounds high. I think at least they win 12 games, but I'd like to see more. So there you go. Bold prediction. (laughs) I think that's pretty solid. I mean, like we said, you're looking at this stretch here, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Green Bay, Rams, Pittsburgh. I think there's got to be at least two losses there. It's just really hard to play that many good teams, and it doesn't matter how good you are. Like You're going to slip up at some point. And you look at the first half of the season, hopefully the Ravens can beat the Chiefs, um, but we got to see it first for that to happen. Uh, Colts, we've said, is a sneaky game. Chargers could be a sneaky game. 
Bears could be a sneaky game because of the weather. I think that not to be uh, to take your answer, but I think that number is uh, right on the money. Yeah, at first I thought twelve. I think about the sixteen game schedule. I was like twelve and four. That seems a little high, but then I remembered seventeen games. All right, twelve and five. Okay, okay. I do think that is a good answer, but you know, just to throw out a different one. I mean. I could I could see even 11 wins, I think, could be uh, something that the Ravens could do. I mean, if I'm looking at the seasons and the two halves, I think realistically um, I could see one or two losses in the first half, and then the remaining losses are going to come through the, the, the second half. Um, yeah, it, it really is going to depend on a lot of different factors, you know, how well the teams are going to be at the end of the season, what injuries they're going to have, but that is a brutal second half schedule, and you know, it would not surprise me to see the Ravens uh, take a couple of losses because of, uh, you know, of how well that they played the last couple of years. Like sometimes the wheels might fall off. So I'd say realistically, it, you know, 11 or 12 wins. I think if, if they lose any more than that, I think I would be very worried. I think one thing's for certain though you look at the first half of the season and the Ravens uh, really need to take advantage of that. Uh, they really can't afford you might not be able to to afford more than one loss there. Definitely not more than two. Uh, so they're definitely going to have to come out of the gate fast um, to prepare, set themselves up well for the second half. I found an article that's from before the draft that has the Ravens with the third highest expected wins of 11. So that's what the line is for Vegas. Uh, obviously, that could have changed post-draft, but uh, I think it's a pretty good indication of how Vegas sees the team. And I do believe, actually... It's been creeping. I think it started at 10.5 and it started creeping up even before the draft. So it seems like Vegas might be optimistic on the Ravens or at least people saw an inequity in the market and started bidding them up. So I think we're uh, pretty darn close. That said, as always, I think the Ravens have an opportunity to uh, you know, sweep it. I think it'd be very, very, very extremely difficult uh, this year, just looking at how the schedule plays out. But um, this team is going to be very good. I think they have a lot of talent. And we can expect big things. All right. With that, we're going to end this episode of Ravens Recap. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, we got a, a very big episode coming up next. It's going to be our State of the Division episode. It was really well received last year. We're looking forward to doing it again. And uh, I guess after this call, we'll be figuring out who each of us is going to study and determine uh, you know, what we're looking at next year. We'll look at their schedules. We'll look at their new players, uh, players that they lost, and what direction we think these teams are going. You got a glimpse of it from this discussion today of the schedule. I think it's going to be a really great discussion uh, to look into the draft and the free agency of their divisional rivals and see how they are trending. If you want even more Ravens recap content, follow us on Twitter, Ravens underscore recap. And if you want to send us some feedback, the email is feedback at ravensrecap.com. Go Ravens. Uh, We saw the rookies are starting to train together. It's exciting times. Football is ramping up.